Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Life Talks with myself, Michael Bacchioni, and Kevin Gallagher. And today I wanted to talk about with Kevin. Kevin is actually my girlfriend's uncle. And throughout the years, we've had really, I, I feel like I've learned a lot from him. And we've had very fruitful, meaningful conversations. And I think others would find value in them as well. And just before we started talking, um, before I started recording, we we were talking about the dark night of the soul. And for those who aren't familiar, it's basically when you look into, at least how I've come to see it, is when you look into the dark aspects of yourself, you can see it in humanity. And to recognize that we are all one in the sense that everything we are collectively one. Um, anything you'd like to share on, on dark night of the soul from your view? Or? Yeah, I, well, I would say that, um, you know, when, as you mentioned, you know, there's, there's sort of levels to it. And, you know, I mean, um, it's part of waking up, I think, is um, going through periods where you have a lot of resistance to life, you know, and, and whenever you have a lot of resistance to what's happening um, and you don't like what's happening, you want to push it away, that energy tends to come back on you and, and gives you a, a bit of a, a, a negative um, period. Um, and usually people deal with that, unfortunately, in, you know, ways that are also abusive, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. drugs or alcohol or, you know, flings with people or, you know, s some distraction to get me away from this feeling I'm having. Um, and that's, that's typical and, and, uh, everybody, I, most people, I think, go through that often, and uh, and then it it alleviates for a while, and then if you if you didn't learn enough, it it may come back in some other respect. Yeah, you know, basically, life doesn't stop until you've gotten the lesson. Yeah, it's really interesting. You'll, yeah, you'll know if you've gotten the lesson if if you feel like you've lightened up and let go of something. Um, but for a lot of people, they have to go through these steps. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that I've, I've, I've noticed too. It just like, even, um, just very pattern behaviors. Like I, I will catch myself, um, you know, just even having a thought, you know, just, oh, I shouldn't say that because I'll, I'll have judgment or, uh, or, or I shouldn't do this because of some extra, rather than to really trust yourself in the deepest sense, um, it's a process for sure, but it's like, it's, it's funny how so many more things now are clicking, like even just simple quotes. I've heard recently, um, somebody had said music is you listen when you're, when you're high on life music, you listen to it for the beat and the rhythm. And when you're low, the words have meaning. And it's like, now I kind of see like both sides, how, you know, there's the rhythm and also like, like, it just see like I, I it's amazing growth. Just like it's just it's so hard to describe what I'm what I'm pointing to. Um, yeah, and I, I even like on a political end, I would say that I'm so much more aware now of the uh, identity politics. Like I've always heard of identity politics, and now I really see it. I mean, how being a Democrat is ridiculous, and being a Republican is ridiculous. Everything is ridiculous if you look at it from a certain light, and everything makes sense. Like to see to see all as one is really 
am I, am I making sense here? Like, it's just, oh yeah. I mean, you know, it's tricky. They, the thing in the Bible, I don't know if it's in the Bible actually, but the, the common um, phrase people use is in the world, but not of the world. Yes. Right. And so, you know, you, you still recognize, oh, okay, you know, I'll label that person as a woman. I, I can label that person as a certain skin color. You know, you get that. But when you connect with people on that deeper level, that's when all that stuff fades away. And for most people, that happens actually quite often. It's just that they don't pay attention to it very much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because the thoughts about people are very attractive. But when you have a really good conversation with somebody or when you're playing music with somebody and it and it just feels like time is just flying, it's like that's that connection that this uh, whatever spirituality uh, people are interested in, that's what it's trying to push toward is that, you know, you can have that kind of relationship with everything as much as you would like as if you could just get out of your head and stop thinking so much about it. Even the things you really, really dislike, which is why, you know, again, in the Bible, I'm not a Bible thumper, but, you know, there are nuggets of wisdom in the Bible. Sure. Where the Bible says, you know, love your enemies, you know. And yeah, a that's a good people, example. Yeah, a lot of people will, you know, why would you do that? You know, because, you know, if you, if you could actually even just accept your enemies, you'd realize how much calmer you are and you'd realize how much actually, you'd actually start seeing them in a light where you could relate to them and, and end the idea of enemy. You know, mm. you could actually say, I dislike this guy, but I get where he's coming from. I have some of those qualities, you know? Yeah. And so you can use people as a mirror for yourself. Yes. And if you're willing to love yourself, then you're also willing to love your enemies. And then, you know, a lot of things can lighten up in your life because you're not so much against things. It's, it's that againstness, which is so much of the ego loves againstness. Yeah. You know, it feels, it feels a lot of power in againstness, but it's, it's actually, uh, it's, it's actually very abusive to yourself when you're against things. Yeah, and I, as I've learned, I, I feel like it's also indicators. On another level, it's like, there's a, like, I I am now against non-truth. And most of all, myself. Because when I see the, the BS that I say every day and I catch myself in saying things that are false, like, you know, fill in the blank, you know, I'm tired. That's not even true. I'm feeling tired would be more true. So it's like, I'm trying to go deeper and to understand like words have power, like, and to articulate myself more. I think that's another problem we have as a culture is a, a, a language problem. You know, your team left or your team right, rather than wait a second, like maybe they're both wings of the same bird and that there's truth on both sides. And uh, at least what I see going on, I don't want to get too deep into politics and all the, I mean, there's, we just mm -hmm. turn on the news. It's to, it's, but from a, from a zooming out standpoint, I think that what we're witnessing collectively is these institutions collapsing. And it's a beautiful thing, depending on how you see it. Now, at the same time, it's also crazy. It doesn't mean it's, it's like giving birth, it seems, from my perspective. And it's, it's, I'm getting into a place where I'm not judging it, not telling people what to do, um, and just trusting it. But it's not easy to trust. Um, 
uh, you 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 yeah. had recommended a book to me i actually i recently just got it and that is this one here oh course of miracles wow course of miracles and you know i i've played around with the idea of it but i'm going into it's it a, now. it's a um I think it's I think it's probably the the most amazing book I've ever read and and it's so powerful I have a hard time reading it to be honest. Mm. It's so powerful. It's like it's like reading you know a book of of incantation spells, you know, that you know work. That's how powerful. What's incantation? Uh, you know like a like magical spells that you know no. you know they work. Of course the the course isn't magic at all, it's just the truth. Um, but, uh, yeah, that book is, uh, wow. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of great stuff there that, um, changes over time as, as you change the way you think and, and feel about things, the book changes with you. Yeah. The words stay the same, but it's such an amazing, um, it's probably the hardest book in the, that I've ever read. Uh, because at first there's a lot of resistance to what it says. And then as you, as you grasp what it's saying and you can accept what it's saying, uh, you realize, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And then, but you know, during times of resistance, during times of the dark night of the soul, you look mm. at it again, you say, it's all bullshit. This is all bullshit, you know? Yeah. And it's, but it's the most alive book I've ever read. Have you been reading any of the parts? I mean, I, you know, for me, the... I... I actually just got it. Um, it just came yeah. in a few days ago, and I just started putting the podcast together. But uh, yeah, you should check out the check out the manual for teachers in that book. Even though a lot of people say that shouldn't be read until later, but it's for me. It's the simplest part of the book to read, and the workbook lessons uh, are the are simple. And then the text is is more dense. It's so it's so chock full of information. It, it's difficult for people. Mm. Um, but the manual is much easier to read and the workbook lessons are very simple. Uh, the workbook lessons are just ways to try to, especially in the beginning, it just tries to wipe your mind. It's like if your mind was a blackboard with a lot of ideas and beliefs about things, the workbook, it just tries to wipe all that away, which, you know, at, at first is very difficult for people to really grasp, like, you know, the first, the first lesson I think is everything I see in this room, on this street, in this window, everything I see is meaningless. It has no meaning. I mean, everything in the room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this hand, this photo of my mother or, or my significant other, uh, you know, this, uh, bank account, whatever it is, you know, that yeah. I'm seeing none of it means anything. I've, I have given all the meaning to it. Um, and the, the book comes in and says, I want you to be aware that there's nothing holding you to these thoughts. There's nothing holding mm -hmm. you to these thoughts, except the fact that you keep worshiping them, basically. Yeah, it's, it, it's, a, yeah, a hundred percent. And, and yeah, I've come to see too, it's words or tools and it's all subject to interpretation. Like I was listening to Alan Watts recently and, and he, mm -hmm. uh, he gives a great example. It's like when we had a, a great, the great depression and all the factories were still there. Everything was still intact. We just had, we ran out of money and he goes the, the, now, if you say it to the, to anybody, they go, okay, yeah, it makes sense. But if you look at it from another light, it's really like, it's like showing up to build a house and you have no inches. 
that's how crazy we are that we think that we we lack money no what we lack i think is language and interpretation and awareness of the problems and seeing them from a pure standpoint where it's like i'm not right you're not like collectively like it's it's almost like cell it's i i like to give the example like we're cells in a body and this is how crazy we are that we all separate we're not realizing we have we're one body yeah we are all connected we are connected i mean certainly although we might not be aware of how the connection works but certainly if you if you just think if somebody said um you know like often i'll see people say uh you know i built my business all by myself you know yeah which is really, it's just totally impossible. I mean, you would, you would never mind the people that obviously worked with you. I mean, okay, if you want to ignore them, fine. That's, you know, it's up to you. But besides that, you know, I mean, you had to be born. I mean, you know, you needed help doing that, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you needed roads, you needed a car to get from one place to another. You needed the dinosaurs to exist, you know, you needed the world to exist. So, you know, you're connected to all these things, but, you know, the ego is very much about, you know, this is about me. Correct. And it doesn't understand that it's standing on trillions of stairs of evolution and uh, cooperation to make every moment, every moment happen. I couldn't have this conversation with you unless trillions and trillions and beyond Other, trillions yeah. of things would have had to happen, right? Would have had to happen. So uh, never mind. Oh, I bought the, you know, the the camera. <laughs> yeah, okay, I bought the camera, but you know, the mechanics that have everything exist the way they are. Yeah, uh, it's overwhelming for the mind. So you know, it'd rather just you know block that out and look yeah. at more obvious things. You know, you did this to me, and this happened, and you know that person's at fault. It's just easier to for the mind to to look at sort of the short term connections yeah uh and say well that's what what happened when in fact what happens is always the product of an enormous universe and um to be humble about that whether you like what's happening or not you know someone gets sick with something that they don't like i mean it's upsetting but they have to also say you know what but this is I mean, if you're accepting life, that's part of life. You have to accept that as well. And it's ridiculously difficult to do that because, you know, being a victim is is also something we really like to do. We like that mm. victimization idea. Mm -hmm. um, and we like to be at war with things. So, you know, I fight my cancer or whatever it is. Yeah. But in fact, you know, accepting it is is much easier on you and probably going to be much easier on your body. I'd like to think of the example too. It's like trying to go to sleep. Yeah. I, I have to right. go to, it's a state of surrender. You have yeah, to actually you can only accept sleep. <laughs> yeah. I just turned to a random page in here and they actually turned to <laughs> forgiveness. Yeah, that is book the... is like that. You can literally just oh, open it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I turned to forgiveness as the key to happiness. And you talked about before, you know, love your enemy. And yeah a more naive version of me looked at that when I was younger, like, and I think Alan Watts, Alan Watts really breaks down words amazingly, but he says, if you don't, like, if you don't forgive somebody, you shouldn't try to forgive them. All you can do is understand why and dive into why do you judge and, and, and go deeper into each layer of your own conditioning. Right. And 
because that because if I say you shouldn't forgive someone, if any, that's not that's not a tool that's going to be the most highly effective. Or I can give the superficial, you know, you ought to to be a good person, which is still coming out of fear of judgment of not being good, sure. versus um, when you understand. Uh, Well, it, love is, I, I heard David Hawkins say once, um, if someone says they used to love George, but they don't anymore, it means that they never did love George. And that love is a way of seeing the world. Whereas culture and many aspects of Hollywood have, have conditioned to say, uh, love is an emotion, which is not an emotion. It's a way of seeing and, and interpreting the world. Because if it was emotion, it would be, emotions come and go. Whereas right. uh, true love is, is actually looking at somebody who you actually despise and not saying, oh, well, I love them because I ought to, but I, I in the same way that a mother, he gives two examples. So you go to a 12 step group, doesn't matter what you did, you show up and you can say, it, you can express it. And there's not a judgment behind that. And mm -hmm. I, I guess maybe I can ask you something. I, I've had the conflict before because I think I don't think judgment is a bad thing from a right light. And I, I, I guess my the dilemma well, you that have I, to be, you have to be, you know, one of the things in the book uh, that I like, it says, uh, you know, I forget exactly what it is. It's one of the lessons, but it says, uh, you know, you, you are a, uh, you have a kingdom to rule your mind. You have a kingdom to rule. Hmm. And what it's basically saying and, you know, talking about forgiveness is, is basically saying that, you know, if you're getting upset about somebody or you're, or you're hating somebody, it's like, you have to look at yourself because you are, you are um, deciding on something as being true to you, which is, which is hurtful to you. It's not hurtful to the other because the other doesn't know about it. Or even if they do, I mean, they don't care as much as you do. Right. Correct. When it comes to hate, it's always a, a, a self, uh, it's always my issue, right? Yeah. So, but the um, the ruling of the mind means, you know, you can entertain these thoughts if you want, you know, you can entertain yourself being a victim if you want, but you don't have to. And you're the ruler, you can decide, you know, do I want to keep thinking my mother is a bitch, you know, or do I want to keep thinking my boss is terrible? Or a politician, yes, yes, now, but, now it's, yeah. or whatever, you know, yeah. But and then the reasons come, you know. Yes, but he did this and he did that and he did this and then he did that. Okay, fine. And then another part of the book, and it has to do with forgiveness. Forgiveness. I forget exactly again the quote, but it basically it tries to get you to understand that forgiveness. What you're letting go in forgiveness is nothing, and the reason why you're letting go of nothing is because whatever someone did to you, to your true self, beyond the mind that has thoughts about it, to your true self, whatever someone has ever done to you has made no difference. You're just as free as you've always been. The only thing that's hanging you up is your mind holding on to this is what happened and I, I don't like that person and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, the story, but beyond, yeah. Yeah, but beyond all that story, the pure self, the you know, the, the Atman, they say, you know, that which can witness all that thought and 
uh, grief and, and misery, that which can witness all that has never changed. So you have a, you have a choice here in your kingdom. You can side with the, the mob that says, you know, we need to do something about this problem and, you know, how dare they and on and on and on for generations upon generations, we can do that. We, you can side with that mind or you could side with the silence part of yourself, which says that that's all, that's not me. I don't have any reason to want to entertain that anymore. It's not that interesting anymore. Yeah. What is interesting is being quiet and, you know, being at peace. And that helps me in my life. But it's hard to notice the hypnosis. Yeah. Because the hypnosis is for a lot of people, for everybody that comes into this world, it, the hypnosis of thinking I'm the ego is very deep. And so, you know, the, the practice is noticing your thoughts, noticing what you keep getting hung up on, noticing how you hurt yourself when you watch the news and you feel outraged about this, that, and the other thing. Notice. And is that is that you or is that your thoughts running amok in your kingdom and you just sitting back and letting it happen? Hmm. Yeah, and, and, and you're and not that, that you have to stop it, but you have to be aware that you're not that, you know. I mean, mm. you could even entertain those thoughts if you want, but you got to step back at some point and say, Yeah, but I'm not that thing that keeps doing that. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, greater than that. I'm greater than my thoughts, I'm greater than my feelings, I'm greater than my body. I'm not any of that, and yet I am involved in all that. Okay, that's fine. I can be involved in it. I have to be a human being, I can't sit in a corner. Yeah. I can be involved in all that. I can have opinions, but I'm not so fixed about it. You know, if somebody has a different opinion, I don't have to bark at them and say that they're stupid mm. because they have a different opinion. Unless I want to hurt myself, you know? Yeah. Because that's what happens. That's why social media is so addictive because people are looking for ways to hurt themselves. What do you mean? Well, I mean, for a lot of people, social media is a way to berate others. Yeah. Because, I mean, what you do to others, you do, a ton, you do unto yourself. So people are looking to beat themselves up. Yeah. And so they find another with a different name, with a different avatar, you know, okay, I'm going to beat up on you. And mm. I'm going to, why? Because you're the unholy one and I'm the holy one, which is just a cover story. Because I, I'm only doing that because I don't feel like I'm holy. So if I could bring you down, <laughs> yeah. if I could only bring you down a bit, then I can feel a little bit more holy. That's the ego's game. The ego thinks, you know, the only way to feel holy is by bringing others down. It doesn't recognize that, you know, you don't need to compete for holiness. There is no competition in holiness. It's all holy if you want it to be, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you can have a much better experience with the other. But for most people, it's, you know, I'll bring you down. So I'm, I'm a little taller now. Mm. You know, that's, that's the ego. And that happens, you know, in, in all sorts of uh, situations in life and is almost never questioned. And, you know, but it needs to be looked at because, you know, well, why do I feel like I need to stand up for myself? Am, am I really feeling so bad about myself? Yeah, that's why. If yeah. I don't feel if I don't feel bad about myself, if I don't if I feel good about myself, why would I be tearing other people down? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and it really, I don't need to bring them down. <laughs> it takes know? tremendous. Uh, I've noticed now it just 
I think I, I've been using tools lately, like, but it's, it's really, um, tools meaning like, I, I've been listening to like a lot of the sixties and seventies music, just uh-huh. like upbeat, well, positive and I always liked. And, and, uh, yeah, I've been listening to it and I, I noticed how I like that vibration, like I vibrate higher and I get into these states where it just like, it's just so happy. Like, and not even happy where it's just, it's more, it's, it's not even happy. Happy is not even a word. It's just a, it's just vibration. I guess that's the best way to say it. And it's like, when you start to get into those states and then interact in the world, you really notice how negative, how negative many are. And I notice it in myself, my own past experiences, how negative I would be. I recently, I I've sure. said it in a recent podcast too, where it's just like, I, I, I listened to Kevin Hart talk on Joe Rogan. And it's like, there's this poll of, uh, and he says, it's like two people can say, oh, you know, you see Titanic, love Titanic, great movie, right? And then somebody comes out and says, fucking hate that movie. And it's like, it's, it's, there's that pull. And then people will pull it. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. I hate that. And it's just, it's, it's so, it's so subtle. And you can't say, well, you're, you're identifying with the ego. It's, you can't even say that because what are you talking about? I didn't like the movie. And it's like, you get into that. It's. It's, but I, I, I just, as I've gotten older now, I just realized what we're talking about is just so subtle. It's so fresh. It's so dynamic. Yeah. It's not, there's not a one size fits all. Um, yeah, I, it's true. I mean, you know, everybody, everybody has to go through their things. Mm. Uh, you know, in the beginning of that book, the course uh, of miracles, it, it says, uh, something about there is no universal curriculum you can't have everybody go through the same experience you can't have a universal religion you can't have you know everybody's individual individually very different and so they're going to find their own course that is going to teach them if they're open to it they're going to get their the lessons in life and you know if you don't get the lesson well you'll probably get it again at some point (laughs) yeah You know, that's why people have relationships where they, a similar thing happens in the relationship from one person to another person to another person, or, you know, they notice one job, someone's always asking them, like, I had an ex-girlfriend a long time ago, she had this job where everybody would pile work on her that they couldn't do very well. And then she went to another job. She was like, oh, I'm going to get another job. She went to the other job. The same exact thing happened. Interesting. This person didn't do, isn't doing their work. And now I have to do that for them. And I'm like, wow, you know, back then I didn't know, but I was just like, wow, that's weird. Like you, this was the same. It's how she's seeing it. Yeah. And and it ends up attracting. Yeah. So, you know, and she had this, she had this sort of poor me, you know, why do people keep doing this? And of course, poor me, why do people keep doing this is what she had to take a look at and say, wait a minute, you know, I'm the I'm, I'm the one that doesn't ever say no. Mm. I'm the one that never stands up for my space, you know? Yeah. And though so this is something she had to learn, not that I, you know, I, we broke it off after that second job. So I don't know what happened, but this kind of stuff will keep reoccurring in different disguises in your life. If that's something you're here to, to learn about it for everybody, it's a little different, you know, for, for some people it's uh, well, you know, there's so many, I don't even have to go through how many different examples there are of this, 
But ultimately it comes down to accepting yourself and being okay with yourself. That's what you're trying to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, as simple, as simple as that is. I know it's, uh... it's, it's real simple, but ultimately you're trying to love yourself. Once you love yourself, you can love others and you can learn to love yourself by loving others as well. Mm. Um, but you know, so it, it works both ways. You can use relationships to help, help yeah, and you should, you know, use relationships to help your own awareness of yourself and, uh, you know, as mu much as you can try to be aware when you're shutting down the, the book. Another thing the book says is the only thing that's lacking is the love I refuse to give. Mm. You know, how could that be? You know, people will say, how could it be? I'm such a nice person or whatever. But it's not just love, like I love this person. It's, love it's, is like, I love myself enough to stand up to somebody and say no. That's love. Yeah. You know, l without hatred, just yes. with strength, with strength. You because know? of what you believe in, not because you're doing it to reject somebody. Because it's, you're being true. Correct, yes. Because you're being true. Yes. And, and because you, and you're not defending yourself, you're just standing up for what you feel is correct, you know, in a loving manner, I, I request this for myself. I don't hate you, but this is something we, you know, this is the, the great men of peace have talked about, you know, they all stood up for things. Gandhi yeah. and Martin Luther King, they all stood up for things, mm. but you know, it was understood that, you know, we, we don't want to create enemies by standing up for things here. It was against ideas rather than, than people. It was, we, we just want, we just want what's right. Yeah. You know? And when you recognize us the way we want to be recognized, oh, you know, and we'll help you because we'll be kind and considerate up to a point, you know, so you can see our humanity and, you know, hopefully that, that bridges the gap. So you see it too, you know, we see it so strongly in ourselves that you see it as well. But if I'm against, you know, if I'm, if I'm railing against and I hate someone, it's, it doesn't work. Us versus them has never worked in history. Mm. Government after government, state after state, us versus them, it never works. It never works there. You know, eventually the empires fall because it's always eventually us against some goddamn person you know some mm. goddamn tribe so you know getting rid of the us versus them idea which is hard because it's so paramount to the egoic thinking mm. getting rid of that understanding cooperation with my brother uh that's got to be the new way and you know we're going through a period now where us versus them is is fevered you know, it's so, it's so much about us versus them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not, again, not to get too political, but being honest, I voted Trump and I, I was, I was looking at the other side and I'm like, don't they see the hypocrisy? And then as I'm zooming out now, I'm going, I, I listened to someone, Eric Weinstein recently, I invite people to check him out. Awesome. What he said, he says, we're in uh, Magistan versus Wokistan. I thought that was such a cool like analogy. And it's like, yeah. He, he comes in and he says, listen, he says, if I had two kids and one was in each cult, as he says, I would do my best to help both of them. Those are my brothers and sisters and we're Americans sure. where we need to come together. And, you know, I, 
yeah. even that, like I've shut off the, the media so much. It just, you tune in and it's fear, 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 fear. It's, it's how it's always been. And, and it's, it's tuning in. Well, it's very, again, it's very attractive. That's what we, we, yes. we, we're looking for fear and hatred. So we're, you know, that it's what sells. I mean, you know. Yeah. And then I catch myself going, you watch the TV, you watch mainstream, you shouldn't do that. It's all fear. And now I'm actually creating another duality. And then I take a step back and I go, you do what you want. You want to watch mainstream. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter what you watch. I mean, you know, I, lately I've been watching serial killer documentaries. <laughs> sure, he loves those. You know? I mean, be, and, but, but, you know, as I'm watching the, these serial killer documentaries, I'm not thinking, you know, oh, these evil guys and how dare, you know, and they should all be killed. It's not that. It's just how does someone get to that? Yeah. How does someone, you know, we all are in a way serial killers. Yes. I don't mean it. You know, sure. I don't mean I absolutely. We're we, have the we have the capacity we're for evil. We're all fascinated with uh with our thoughts and ideas and fantasies. We're all really into that. And it's very hard to break away from that. Serial killers are so addicted to that that they are compelled to act it out. Mm. You know, many people, it's just in their head, you know, but serial killers are, are you know, that's the common theme is like their fantasy worlds are so extreme and, and addictive and they have a hard time being out of that world. You know, they, they don't step out of that world. And so, you know, if you look at a serial killer documentary in that way and you relate it to my own fantasies, which I have a hard time giving up, my own hangups, which I have a hard time giving up, my own relationship with my mother that I have a hard time giving mm. up, you can see, you know, how these mental addictions can turn into these kinds of examples. Yeah, and, and it's and you have some sympathy for these guys because mm. fuck man i mean you know it's like someone addicted to heroin it's like i'm not going to just say well you know you're a piece of shit mm. it's a disease it's hard to break that it's it's you know i understand why they're trying trying to get away from the pain that they're having and serial killers it's a, it's that you know it's this intense pain they're trying to get rid of and and the only way they seem to know through is is by okay if i just kill this person or rape this person it it seems to subside for a little while just like having a drink mm -hmm. you know? just like getting that shot it, it seems to subside for a little while but it keeps coming back you know yeah and the biggest enemy is within and that's really the truth yeah, and, and so you know it's like a, awareness of psychological problems that people have craziness that people have that we label as a society well that's crazy and i'm not when you look more carefully you can you can see that well you know that kind of thinking that kind of addiction to thought we all have that mm. we all are are letting our kingdom run amok you know in the mind um and we you know we all have to wake up and and realize that we're not that there was one there was one documentary i saw recently it was on david berkowitz and uh you know at the end david berkowitz uh i don't know if you know but he, he turned into a Christian and, and, uh, you know, he sort of describes his conversion to Christianity and, you know, he, he got on his knees and, you know, the whole thing. And a lot of mm. people say, oh, it's just total bullshit. He's, he's still a serial he still would do all that stuff, you know, but there are 
times where people have these demons in their head where it's so intense that it, it just eventually breaks. God does give grace. Yeah. So I don't know David Berkowitz personally, but you know, at the end of the documentary, the uh, the narrator the narrator was sort of cynical. You know, yeah, he's a Christian now, sure. You know, yeah, yeah. But I kind of came away from the documentary thinking, you know, good for him. You know, if if he actually had the courage to look through all that mental anguish that he had, if he actually got to see the light beyond that, we should all hope for for that for people. You know, yeah. I don't care what they did. You should mm -hmm. always hope for people to see that because if you're hoping for them to see that, you're also hoping for yourself. Whatever prayer you give to others, you're giving to yourself. So um, anyway, it was sort of interesting. But so it doesn't really matter what you watch. What matters is what's watching. Yes. <laughs> That's what matters. Is it the ego that's looking for more pain and punishment for mm. others out there? Or is it, you know, in the book, The Course of Miracles calls it Holy Spirit. Or is it Holy Spirit showing you? how this relates to you, how you can relate to this being that most people would never give the time of day to. Yeah. And I've looked, it's funny you mentioned that word Holy Spirit, because I've, you know, I've, I've, I feel it's such a heavy word, depending on how you well, see all it. The Christian worlds, all, all the Christian words are, are very heavy because the ego has taken them and turned them Yes. Like sin, sin was a big thing for me. Like sin, sin means you're bad. No, sin means to miss the point. So when you shift right. it from bad to miss the point, it's like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. We are all sinners. We have all missed the point at some point. We've all been ignorant to some aspect. And yeah. when we shed that, we can see it clearer. And what I've seen is from one aspect of what the Holy Spirit means to me is that to it's the stray and narrow path, right? I've seen that now as you walk a line with everything you say. And when you speak to people, when you receive conflict, that, that small line, you can respond. And then you can, you, and if you get into that state of responding, which I think David Hawkins talks about, it's one ten thousandth of a second. The mind, it's transcending the mind where you're not, you're not reacting. You say something and you go, okay, you're getting feedback. No, you're wrong. Okay. Let me, and respond to it. And through feedback from other people and, um, you know, positive, negative, you can learn from each, we learn from each other. And I think when you get into a certain mode of being through practice, I think, I think it, it, again, it's, it's different how it's experienced. Some people, they can practice for 10 years and not get it. Other people can practice for a minute and they got it instantly. And yeah. some people, you know, can live there. And when you live, that's the whole goal is to live in that place of being responsive rather than reactive. Mm -hmm. And um, that's the power because when you live in that Holy Spirit, you are literally a unifying force just by your own existence. So when mm -hmm. you meet someone who's say far left and far right, you can actually, you know, I, I, it's, I've been very interested in people who are good moderators. I think that's a superpower. Because to basically take two people and their ideas and unify them, it's like, that's, that's what like creation is, right? It's a man and a woman coming together to give genes to a better generation, a better life. And what is a better life? It's not from the ego. It's like, oh, you'll have more cars, more possessions, whatever. But a better life is one that is just, it's, it's almost a continuation of life rather than, or it's like, it's like, what's, what's better, a seed or, you know, the, the flower, it's, it's all one. So it's, it's just a continuation process. And 
I, I can't even do it justice, but I think I do it enough justice to explain my point. I mean, you know, what can I say? There's lots of ways to learn about yourself. You have to be interested though. If yeah. you're interested, if you're interested, you'll be amazed at the kind of stuff that comes to you. A book, a person talking to you, yeah. a YouTube video. Uh, you'll find yourself reading something on the web that you would have never read five years ago. You don't have to, you know, it's not an intense study. You don't have to be like a monk, you know, in a, in a castle. Yeah, it's, like, it's more ego. It's more identification. With it. Yeah. It's like, if you're, if you're blessed to be interested in knowing yourself, if you have that blessing and um, you start recognizing that there's something here that I need to really look at in inside me, instead of always thinking the world needs to change. If, if that um, comes to you, you'll, you'll be shown the way. I mean, you'll, you know, and, it, and sometimes you'll get off the path and back on it and it's perfectly fine. This is not a, a race. And in fact, the straight and narrow path has lots of curves, you know, <laughs> yeah. even though we call it straight and narrow, but the, the straight and narrow intention of knowing myself will get you through all those curves and, you know, yeah, the way to truth, it doesn't mean you experience turbulence. In fact, it's to embrace turbulence. As it's as you said earlier in the conversation, uh, you know, it's not about wanting all these good things, right? Because what is good is bad. Like you can't, like someone can break their leg and that's the best thing that happened to them because they were working too hard and now they have to slow down and it gave them the yeah, opportunity to read. Right. So was it we that? Just, we just don't really know. That's that's the, the important thing to understand. We really don't know anything yeah. in terms of well, what's good and what's bad and, you know, all this stuff. You can be excited about something if you want, but as long as you're aware that, you know, I don't, you know, really in, in the back of your mind, you got to always admit that I really don't know. Mm. If, if this is correct or, or, you know, it's not correct, but because everything is fine. Integris, I think would be, it's, is this, is this, I, I, I think like, you know, they say father, son, Holy spirit, right? Like mm -hmm. I think integris meaning when you're, or even when they read the gospel, press the head, the lips and the heart. When you get into that state of you're feeling a certain way, you're speaking how you think and you're, you're, you balance that. I think that's doing the right thing versus what do I need to do? I need to work. I need to, it's more of just getting in connection and then you are in a state of being. And when you're in a state of being, there's indicators, you get feedback from people. And as you walk that line where it's not a line of judgment, but it is at the same time, it's like, you're going to get feedback by getting judged. And that's actually can be a good thing. It's good to be judged. Yeah. And it's also good to be, there's nothing right. You don't really exclude anything. I mean, the, the Buddhist saying of, you know, before enlightenment, uh, chop wood, carry water after enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. <laughs> Your life doesn't really change that much. What, what changes is the, the way you are about it, you know, yeah. that's what changes. So, you know, you still work, you still, you know, have a family or, or, you know, you might even, you even get into arguments, all that stuff happens, but there's this, there's this witness with you that doesn't allow you to go into crazy land for too long. That's yeah. all, <laughs> you know, you, you have a, a, a helper sort of, you know, which is your right mind. Uh, you know, the one that rules the, the egoic mind, you know, ultimately can look at the egoic mind, that thing uh, is always at your beck and call whenever you want it. 
and we'll help you in your situations. You know, I, I mean, I got short with my girlfriend the other day and uh, immediately I apologized. I mean, within about, you know, two minutes, I, I expressed myself why I was upset. And then I, it, I saw it immediately that, you know, this was, this was not uh, what I wanted to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll tell you, you know, years ago, that could have gone on for days, if not weeks. Yep, guilty. But I, you know, let her know. I'm sorry. This is this is about me. This is this must be something in me that I do that I'm not aware of, and I'm reacting to it. Very simple. Yeah. I told her that you know this is something I need to work on in myself. There's something that you did or or talking about or the way you're talking about it is somehow triggering me from my past thoughts about either my past or myself, probably both. It's always about me anyway. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, as long as I'm willing to do that and honestly say, I'm sorry, not just, I'm sorry, cause I want to get rid of this, but yes. honestly say, I'm sorry. You know, I, I slipped up, you know, the ego's like, you know, it, it can be sort of a bratty child, you know, but you don't want to beat it up, you know, <laughs> you, you, but you want to sit there and, you know, make sure it understands that I love you, but Hey, you know, we're not going to have this right now. This yeah. is not happening in the restaurant here, you know? So it's, it's sort of like that. And you get better at being a, a, a sort of a father, you know, to that, that, you know, is, it doesn't leave you, you know, you, you, the ego doesn't disappear. It, it's, it hangs yeah, out. And the Bible says what the devil comes back at a more opportune moment. Right. So it's like, when you are in that yeah. state of flow, the, like, sure. uh, the temptation is still there to fall back into personhood. Yeah. Of course, become stronger and stronger as you get into that flow state. Because I've noticed as you get, go, go ahead. No, I was going to say that it's it's you know you you've been hypnotized from birth that you know that all this stuff that you're thinking and feeling is real. You know everything I see is real in this room. <laughs> the first the first lesson is everything I see in this room is not what I think it is. Yeah, zoom into that a little bit more because I, I'm sure people are going to watch this and just say, "What the hell is he talking about?" And everything in this room. Oh, well, is real I give the everything is very actually it's very simple. Um, you know, if I walk into your room and see a photo of your mother, it means nothing to me. Versus what would versus be the you walking into the room and seeing your mother and you have a history and you know yes. what she was and and how she is and and that means something to you. But the picture itself. The, the means picture, nothing. Everything is neutral. Correct. Everything. So it becomes completely subjective. Yes, everything is neutral. And that's not easy to, to grasp when you see mass murder or, you know, someone treating someone poorly. Or It's not easy to grasp. That. Yeah, because, but for it, example, the kamikaze who ends up giving his life, he's actually noble in a certain sense. But to another, but to the right. enemy, who is he to screw up our way of life? But when you start to see both those paradigms, you said something before. Um, and I think that Jordan Peterson goes into it. If you don't think you have the capacity to be a Nazi, you probably were one of the people who'd be a Nazi. And meaning that if you think, if you have the idea that, oh, I would never do that. Oh, I mean. Dive into maybe. A, you, a Nazis, Nazism is just, you know, seeing that there's others. That's all it is. It's correct. Just, it's a highly emphasized thought about there are others out there that are our enemies. Now, I mean, everybody has that. The reason why I think Nazi, the, the Nazis are so um, studied, you know, I mean, it's been a long time. There's been a lot of other bad regimes in the world, but the yeah. Nazis have this spe specific kind of fascination to most people. And it's because 
I think uh, from what I can tell, it's because we all carry this sense of the other is the enemy. Yes. If I could only get rid of all of them, I would find happiness. Yeah, and that's, I think, what, that's what Nazi Germany was all about. Yeah. I mean, if we could just get rid of pretty much everybody but the Germans, you'd see everything's going to be fantastic. You know, of course, if they had ever gotten to that point, then they would have been selective about what kind of Germans should have survived. Exactly. Well, you're not quite tall enough. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're not quite uh, blonde enough. You know, yeah. you, and then even those eventually they would have to start delineating. Well, hmm, I don't know about those eyes, you know. Yep. That's the ego. The ego never stops finding enemies because the ego is the enemy. It's always looking for itself. Mm. Not that it's an enemy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But it, it tries to find what it's, what it's against so it can feel alive. That's how it gets life. It doesn't want to dissolve into oneness. It wants to be separate, damn it, you know? So yeah. here's my borders, you know, here's my skin color, here's my nationality, here's my religion, here's my that, 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 so I can identify myself and get the fuck away from everybody else as yeah. much as possible. I still want to be friends with everybody, though. That's the problem. That's the <laughs> conflict. Yeah. Right? That's the conflict. I want to have all my differences and really believe in them, and yet, you know, I want everybody to be uh, yeah. one with me. Yep. that's the impossible situation you can't really have both i mean you could recognize you have black hair and you know you have a certain skin color you could recognize that it's no problem it's only a problem when you think that divides you from other people and you could never you know connect with them because i have these differences and you have those differences and therefore you know we can't we can't possibly connect as brothers or sisters yeah, that's the issue. And unfortunately, the way society is going, we keep emphasizing these differences. Mm. We do not emphasize the connections people have. We have far more connections. We have an infinite connection together, people. You know, you look into someone's eyes and have a deep conversation. It doesn't fucking matter what skin color, who they have sex with, you know, what they did in their past. It, it doesn't matter. Because when you're connected with somebody, it's only now, it's only infinite nowness. That's all there ever is. That's all you're ever, that's, that's it. You experience yourself on that deep level and all that shit goes away until you decide, well, okay, but that's uncomfortable. Let's talk about differences again. You know, that's what yeah. I know. That's what I understand, you know? Yeah. Knowledge is, knowledge is a problem. Christian Murdy used to say that, you know, knowledge is an issue for humanity. Knowledge meaning I know who I am because of my skin color, my mm -hmm. nationality, my religion, my background, my history, my family's history. I know who I am. Yeah, to be a person is to be a mask. So it just, it's the identity yeah, you, versus. Knowledge, knowledge blocks me from, from seeing things as they are because I have this idea of how things are. That's my knowledge. The idea of how things are is not how they are. You say that's the tree of knowledge, no? The tree of knowledge of well, the, evil. The, the tree of real knowledge in the Bible, the, the tree of knowledge, I you know, the whole thing in the Bible, the Genesis story is fascinating because it's all really about the mind. Yeah. And the idea that the thought came in, the serpent came in and said, Well, if you if you have knowledge of good and evil, you'll be like God. Well, God doesn't know anything about good and evil. Like it, a child or a dog. 
God, in a pure sense. God doesn't recognize evil. He doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, you have to read the course. To, to yeah, for sure. Because there still is good and evil, I would say. It's more God, of an awareness. God, there's no differences. Yeah. You know, everything is love. There's no differences. Everyone is loved. That's, that's God, you know. So the serpent, the thought in the, the mind of man saying, you know, if I use knowledge of good and evil, I'll be like God. Well, that's embracing the ego. What, what is the ego wanting to do? The ego is wanting to, uh, wanting to replace God. So people don't worship God. They worship their thoughts about good and evil. That person's bad. I, I, I know it's true because my ego is telling me and my ego is God. You see? Yeah. So we're always, we're always worshiping uh, you know, what we believe and think about as if it's God's voice. When in fact, it's the serpent's voice. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's not there to help you at all. That's there to just keep you spinning around, doing the same thing over and over again, reliving the same past experiences over and over again, feeling the same feelings. You know, there's another way. There's another, there's another quiet voice. If you're willing to, to give it a listen, there's a quieter voice. Yeah. That's why I've noticed uh, Yeah, the pain is a very, uh, people, this is just a broad statement, but people learn through two ways, uh, curiosity or pain. They're both just different teachers. It's, there's no one right way, but you know, when we're children, we're all curious. And yeah, then life goes on. About yourself, to be curious about your, your weight, the way your mind works. That's a really cool study. Yeah. And it keeps you away from a bunch of nonsense. Like, you know, what so-and-so said or what so-and-so, yeah. you know, you don't need to know what so-and-so said. I mean, they could be helpful for them. For you, it can be helpful. And for them, it can be helpful. But I mean, and you can learn from it, but ultimately you have to watch yourself. You have to be very interested in, in how you're processing things and, um, you know, be interested in that. It, it, and if you're interested, you'll, you'll find uh, lots of well, you'll be fascinated with your with your own thinking, you know, like what's going on in there. Yeah. Um, but you know, ultimately, in the end, um, that voice that keeps telling you how things are, it gets. I would say it does get quieter because you're not so believing in it. It only gets really loud when you believe in it a lot. Yeah, when you feed it. When you believe when you believe in it, then it, it stays really loud. But when you don't believe it as much, when you question it which is helpful to question what I'm thinking and feeling. And is this really true? What I'm thinking to do that on a consistent basis is it, it, it's very, very helpful. It, it, cause the ego it's a, it's a bit of a used car salesman. It doesn't like to be questioned. It just likes to tell you what it's about, what's yeah. going on. And it expects you to be sort of the dumb customer that says, okay, this guy knows and I don't, but you have to question it. You know, you have to sort of, poke holes in its in its reasoning a lot of its reasoning doesn't stand up and i've noticed under, too like on the you know in all aspects right political arena science arena news um the real the difference the the difference between those who are rooted in ego and those who are rooted in uppercase self um are those that get you to think for yourself like christ when he was um when they said all right you know do we stone the woman jesus he who is without sin cast the first stone. So yeah, I'm, I'm watching very clearly now, like, you know, scientists coming out. There's all different viewpoints. A lot of everybody has a different view, especially now it's heated up. And I'm just watching and I'm listening more to people who are 
asking questions and I'm listening less to people who, this is what you need to do. And this is what, no, I want to listen to people who say you make your own decisions and this is how I see it. And there's more, there's, it's very distinct. It's hard to really explain. Um, And I want to surround myself with people like that. I think that the cool thing about the course is the course tries to get you to, um, tries to get you to question all your problems. In other words, uh, for most people, spirituality is about how do I solve this problem I have? How do I solve it? The, the course, what's so cool about the course is it goes one step beyond that. It says, who is creating this problem? Who is the one that is obsessed with this problem? Who is the one that's deciding it's a problem, right? Like, like, why do you think it's a problem? Well, I don't have money in the bank. Yeah, well, a lot of people don't have money in the bank, you know, or whatever it is. A lot of people are sick. Why are you thinking that's a problem? Why? Well, everybody tells me it's a problem. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, we could say somebody with uh, hundreds of millions of dollars has more problems. Yeah, and, and the mass, you know, and the, 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 what the masses believe, we, you know, as a collective egoic mind that we are, you know, we, we bought into what the masses believe. It's always good to really question what the masses believe on a very small scale very small whenever anybody says something like she's so upset because this happened or or you know he's upset because this happened you got to really understand that you know no one really gets upset because of what happened it, they get upset because of what their mind really hard for people to to get cut because, out real quick it, they're upset because what because of what their mind is telling them about what happened yes that's the issue the counselor is giving them only one viewpoint and the viewpoint is extremely hard to hear. There's another counselor in the room and that one would would challenge that counselor and say, yeah, but wait a minute, hold on a second. Is it really a problem that, uh, you know, my mother died? Somebody said, oh, of course it's a problem. It's, it's, it's horrible, but yes, but hold on. She was sick. She couldn't breathe well. This makes me think of something. My grandfather, when my grandmother passed away, my grandfather has a form of like dementia. So he is at the funeral and he has no idea what's going on. He really, he kind of had no idea. And it was, it was very interesting to watch how people would basically speak about it. Now, the way I saw it was just interesting because both are true. Now, on one hand, it was that it's like it's kind of beautiful, right? In a sense that he has no idea what's going on, so he doesn't have to really experience that heartbreak and pain. And it's another, it's also kind of bad because you know, there's that that part of heartbreak is like a piece of like how we remember people who have passed away. But it's really it was it was almost like perfect that my grandfather didn't have to go through that pain, but at the same time, um the other side as well so it was kind of it was kind of awesome it was kind of awesome in, in a in a certain sense yeah it was I mean, like half funny and half you know sad at the same time my um cat who i had for 12 years he he died recently and i wept i mean i i i broke down yeah you know i also i also at the same time and this is the, the middle way they talked about you know it's also also at the same time i realized that you know, he's okay. 
you know, he's okay where he is and he's feeling much better. And, you know, I'm so grateful for the times we've had, yeah. you know, and so there's a beauty to that, which is beyond just, it's a terrible thing that happened. Yes. But the ego often doesn't want to get into that beauty, but that's, there's, there's really a, a, a reverence for life through death. If you're looking beyond the ego, you know, there's a real reverence and that's what funerals should be. You know, people come together and celebrate the life they have together yes. at this moment. You know, that's why you get together, not just to see the, the corpse, yeah. you know, it's to, it's to be with the living and recognize that, you know, we're connected here, you know, and, and thank God we had a connection with this person as well. Yeah. And um, so it can be a very, a funeral can be a very uplifting experience for people. It usually isn't. But it can be, yeah. you know, it can be Celebrate, it a celebration of, of life. Um, and also yeah, just, not just yeah. this person's life, because yes. this person is life, just like I'm life and just like your life and just like the, the butler is life. And, you know, yeah. and the person out on the street is life. They're all, it's all life, right? So to, to come together and recognize that that beauty is still here, even though the corpse is there and this person's personality is gone. And yeah, I get it. But to recognize that the life essence is still always, it never loses. Life never loses. Have you seen the movie um, Roma? No. Uh, Good. Such a great film. Watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that story, the story of that film is, is, you know, in the end, life never loses. Roma. R-O-M-A? Yeah, Roma. Okay. It's amazing the tragedies that happen in that film. But for me, at the end, it was, it was really, life doesn't lose. Never. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. You saw that movie. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I, I've had, I mean, what was it? Um, what's the movie? I think it's, well, a few movies I've really been, you ever see uh, Peaceful Warrior? Uh, I've seen it, but a long time ago. I don't remember it. It was probably in the beginning of when I started getting interested in. Yeah, that one was good. And another one that I, I really found uh, it was an older movie, The Man Who Was Actually in a Concentration Camp. And he was with his son. I, I don't know if it's a beautiful, not um, a perfect life, or a beautiful life. One of those is one of those. And okay. that's a really, it has a lot of good, like he, I don't want to go into it. Just look that up. It's, it's it's based off uh, World War II and how he's he is in concentration camp with his son and how he basically shares the paradigm in this horrible situation. But he sh he t he basically lies to his son that this is a game that they're going uh, through. Well, so his son isn't scared, and here's this hell. And at the same time, his son right. thinks it's all a game, and how it plays out. It's really it's a really beautiful right. movie. Yeah, good. That sounds good. So I think we need more yeah, liars. When you, find the, when you find the name of that, uh, text it to me, okay? Yeah, yeah, I will, absolutely. Um, but I, I think we need more liars lying to the other people who th said that it's the end of the world, it's so horrible. Flip it, you know, and say, you know, it's all about how we see it. It's how we come to see it. You know, whatever's going to happen out yeah. there is going to happen. Yeah, it'll it'll come, you know, it's it's up to individuals. It's coming, you know, the, the split mind is, is showing itself uh, you know, more and more viscerally. Hmm. And, uh, 
you know, it'll resolve. I mean, you know, the nice thing about fantasy is, is fantasies, you know, eventually have to end. You know, you, you, you do stop dreaming eventually. You know, you do wake up eventually. <laughs> the the yeah. metaphor of you can't sleep forever, you know. So it's coming, I, you know, but I, I don't know when. But the important thing is, is that we work on ourselves because, you know, when you work on yourself and you recognize yourself and unblock things in yourself, Good then you're word. more unblock. Yeah, you're more willing to to be with people, to share with people, to um, to help people, not in a, you know, oh, they need help, but just to be with someone helps. Yes, them, you know? yes. And that, that can... Uh, that can really make a difference in society. Very subtle. There's no, there's not going to be any television shows about this. It's, uh, it's going to be all underground. This is an underground movement. Yeah, it's and not going to be on. It's not going to be on CNN talking yeah, about the ego. Goes, the ego's way too loud and and too and too bright. Uh, well, not bright, but it's got way too much flash. For um, it's moonshine versus sunshine. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, you know, ego is is really good for TV because of the whole againstness and, you know, mm. it, all that. But, you know, this is uh, more subtle. This is more real life when you're connecting with somebody, whether it's through the internet or or in person. And, uh, you know, that can really change people for the better and, and help the world. But in, in a, you know, not in this- Not helping, yeah, you're not saving the world. You're sa you're saving yourself. And through, uh, you said yeah, a perfect yeah. word, you're unblocking your own ignorance. And in doing yeah, so, when, you automatically- uh, when you, you are the world. So when you change your energy, you're putting out energy that helps change the world. You know, that you are what you're interacting with. You know, when you recognize that then, and you recognize it with love, it changes things. It really does but not in the way most people think it's it, much know, more interesting than the way most people think. It's not yeah. like the way the movie ends, you know, correct. <laughs> have you, have you heard of Jordan Peterson? What's that? Have you heard of Jordan Peterson? Uh, I, 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 I might've, I'm not sure. I don't really I'll, listen to a lot of spiritual teachers anymore. He, he's, he has this thing where he basically says that, you know, um, you're what we are. See, we're told like, are you, you're important, right? This victor mentality, like mentality. And then the opposite would be victim, right? It's still this duality viewpoint. Sure. Uh, so it's easy to say I can save the world. And it's also easy to say I'm useless and there's no point of going on, right? There's yeah. both truth on both ends. But what he does is he, I love the analogy he gives is that we're a node in a network. And it was just like, yeah, that's it. So everything that you do ripples out in ways that you can't even see. And now this exactly. conversation, people are going to watch it and who knows what's going to happen. That's the cool thing. Someone may watch and go, oh, wow, I never really saw it that way. And they may reach sure. out to me or reach out to you. And then instantly it's like, and then, you know, someone calls someone and it's like, it's just amazing when you just think of that concept that it's like a smile can change the world. A smile oh, has more power than an executive order. You know, in right. a, in, a, in another in a, in a in a specific sense. So well, and frankly, you know, everything you see on the news and TV and radio, um, you know, it's only powerful because we give it thought. We we we, you know, make it powerful. In fact, if you know, if I had no TV or radio or anything, I wouldn't know anything about yeah. any of the, any of the quote unquote problems. That, yeah, you know, that are in the world. Um, but I make that into some, it's like, it's such a real thing, you know, it's a real thing that I need to deal with. 
Um, and then, you know what, what's funny about it is when I go to the cashier in, in the supermarket, if I'm thinking about all these problems, I miss the real. The real is right there in front of me, you yeah. know? I miss that because, well, my head's, you know, somewhere else that seems to be more important. There's nowhere more important than where you are and who you're with. Yeah. I've always heard that since I'm a kid, but I'm actually getting it now. Life is, life is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it certainly, it certainly is. I mean, and, you know, we're here to discover that for ourselves. So. Yeah. I think it's a good place to end. Uh, I mean, maybe uh, just on a final note, is there anything that you're working on? I know you've, you're a musician. Um, is there anything that you'd like to share with anybody? And not, not particularly. I mean, you know, music is a spiritual study for me. It's about letting go. It's about acceptance. Um, you know, I like looking at the stock market. The stock market is about letting go. It's about acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you think of that? What's going on right now? Maybe we can touch on that. The, the GameStop stock? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, these things, uh, these anomalies uh, show up. Um, uh, again, the whole us versus them mentality, it never works, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm, we're going to sink the, uh, we're going to sink these people, these rich people, and, you know, it's us against them. It just yeah. doesn't work. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't well, work. I mean, you know, you, you really, I mean, if someone has money and they have a good life, you know, bless them, you know, and, and uh, you're blessing yourself, you know, to be against, I, I just, yeah, I think it's a waste of time. Very, very well said, because I've, I've seen a lot of, they're the greedy ones. Well, where are you greedy in your life? Where are you? Yeah, sure. and, and when you I, dive okay. into that, then yeah. you can have the appreciation and, and also understand that's like, you know, I, I used to judge, for example, Justin Bieber. I used to be like that. He's such a selfish. And then I'm like, what would I do if I had that kind of money when I was 17, 18? God, the fact yeah, that he isn't know, a complete train wreck that, is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And besides that, you know, the whole the hedge funds, oh, they're such horrible people, blah, blah, blah. It, you know, I, whenever I see that kind of stuff, I just think, yeah, well. Muji says uh, they're crazy because we're stupid. We're one big team. I love how he does it. He basically, you know, when, when confronted with this idea that they are the best, like when you start to recognize that, well, how are you contributing to it? You know, what are, what are your actions? What are you doing in your well, own Well, I mean, what's, what's fascinating is, you know, you can't, in your, you know, if you want to call them bad guys, right? If you want to say, well, people are doing bad things, that comes from an energy of hate, right? That, yeah. that, whatever they're doing, serial killers or whatever, it's, you know, there's this energy of hate. Well, if you are the world and you're putting more hate into the world, what do you expect to come out of the world? <laughs> it's really you, that simple. You're planting the seeds of more things to hate. Yeah. You're looking for more things to hate. So, well, well, that energy has to show up somewhere for you. Okay, it's in Wall Street. It's in this party. It's in that party. It's, you know. So, yeah, I want to get rid of all that stuff because I hate it. Well, guess what? You just made more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the, the whole Nazi thing was, you know, we got to get rid of those people because I hate them. You know? Yeah, okay. Well, there's, an, you know, suddenly there's, there's more and more people to hate. The whole world now we have to hate. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, uh, let's we have to attack the whole world. Yeah, because they uh, don't agree with it. 
it's like you a know, radar, it's a radar it's detector. Crazy. It's crazy to th to think that you know they actually thought they were going to get away with that. Like one property, you know, in Europe was going to get away with taking over the world. You got to be you got to be nuts. I mean, but anyway, you know, this is what I'm. You know, you look at it now and you think, how could they ever think that? You know, how could they ever get to the warp mentality where they would think that they would, you know, actually conquer the entire world? It's just crazy thinking, but that's the kind of thinking that happens when you've decided that everybody's an enemy, everybody is a them. Mm. I can't work with anybody because they don't fit into my ideology. That's what happens. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well. Right, man. It was fun. Yeah, I appreciate talking with you. I definitely would like to have you Me on too. again. And uh, yeah, good place down there. Appreciate you, Kevin. Okay. All right. God bless everybody. Take care.